0: Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Energized podcast. We're back. Barry, how are you doing? Um, slightly disappointed
1: today, but um, how else would you be? I don't know. I don't know. What about
0: you? What about you? I'm doing all right. Um, we'll get into why in a moment. But if you are new to the Energized podcast, welcome. And if you're returning Energised Lister, which most of you are, welcome back. So Barry, what's going on on today's show?
1: Okay, on today's Energised MMA show, we're going to be discussing all things UFC 229. Uh, We're going to discuss everything about what happened of the night, what happened after, and what to expect in the future. Uh, We're also going to be discussing this week's Bellator Heavyweight Grand Prix, because there's one on Friday. And there's also one on Saturday night, and they're
0: definitely not to be missed as well. So, uh, Ross, a big show, a big, big show. Yeah, the aftermath of UFC 229, the most watched UFC pay-per-view of all time. They're talking about 3 million pay-per-view buys. That's nearly double the amount of uh, the previous record. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the last record was 1.65 million for the Diaz-McGregor fight too. That's That's a lot of pay-per-view buys.
1: That is a lot. That is
0: that's a lot. that's a lot of cash going into Conor McGregor and Khabib Nurmagomedov's bank account. Isn't it? Yeah. I don't I don't even think the money has been released to them yet though, has it? No, Khabib's money hasn't been released. Conor's has. Yeah. yeah. And how much do you think Conor got? I'm going to say about 60 or 70 million. And what would you think Khabib's meant to be getting? So I wouldn't say Khabib gets as much of the pay-per-view cut as McGregor gets. So maybe 15 million. Not bad, not bad. That's that's not th- a bad payday. Yeah, but like if he gets it. Yeah, if he gets it. So will we look at the fight first or will we look at the aftermath first? Um
1: I do you know what I think we should like just go through the fight first. But uh before we actually get into it, uh this week it's gonna on Thursday, we're gonna be giving away a comp- uh, two tickets to the Ireland's football teams match in the Nations League on saturday in the aviva stadium uh, we're after partnering partnering up with fulfill nutrition so make sure you to look out for that post on thursday uh, another thing is rory crowley is after getting energized with two singlets and he's going to be running a marathon over in australia as well so uh, if you saw that in our story well done rory and third of all we are planning on upgrading our podcast equipment and we are looking during the week and there's nothing really caught our eye so if you know stuff about podcasts and or sound equipment or sound equipment yeah um, definitely hit us up and uh, we'll slide into those dms yeah slide into dms and we'll definitely sort you out so i think we should move into the night that was saturday night and conor mcgregor taking on khabib and then khabib winning in the fourth round by rear naked choke
0: um ross where do we start um, I think we started out with the walkout. It was the most impressive UFC walkout I've ever seen. Conor McGregor's one. Yeah. Um, The lights went green. The stadium started showing up. The flag colours. McGregor walked out. There was smoke in the octagon. Yeah. Uh, Proper 12 was on the canvas. It was. I don't think I've I've seen anyone have that ever before. No. It was a very interesting walkout. Yeah. Um, Every person
1: had their phone out recording.
0: Yeah. Khabib came out with some Russian song. I don't know what that was. And I've never seen so many people... In the octagon before separating the two of them. Well, remember last time Diaz took on McGregor, the, the two, the second time, there was a lot of security in there as well. Yeah, although these security guards were like there, there was a weird formation they built up, and whenever McGregor moved, the security moved. Whatever Khabib moved, the security moved. Yeah, yeah. And last time against when it was against Nate Diaz, they made just like a wall. Yeah, yeah. It was it was like um, it was reminiscent of you, you ever see school kids play football and everyone like runs after the ball. Yeah. Except yeah. it was the two fighters in the octagon. Then I suppose, look, no touch gloves. First round happens. Khabib gets goes for a single leg, very much straight away. Um, I, I thought the first round was close. I would slightly edited for Khabib. He did get him down, but like little to no damage was done. Yeah. Were, After, were you surprised but, with that? Um, yes, and no. I know. I was a bit like, I was a bit shocked that Khabib didn't get anything off. From that the was that was the thing. And yeah. McGregor landed a few elbows from the bottom as well. Yeah. Um, in fairness, they were both fresh as well, so yeah. I didn't expect a pummeling straight away. No, but I thought, I was like, alright, fair enough, I was like, definitely round one to Khabib, but yeah. also, McGregor didn't look like he was a drowning fish in in the water, you know what I mean? No, no. So I was like, fair enough. Then round two came along, and Khabib hit McGregor with that massive overhand right, yeah. right dropped him, and then he beat him up pretty bad in the second round I I almost thought it was I'm pretty sure it was 10-8 Khabib in the second round
1: yeah I'd agree Uh, John Cavan actually said that as well the plan before the fight was to go in and just sort of like nullify Khabib's takedowns as much as possible and get Khabib a bit tired and then bring him on to the later rounds and then come back from 2-0 down to win 3-2 that's what he was saying Uh, he also gave Khabib 10-8 in the second round as well
0: yeah uh, one thing I thought was very funny I was listening to commentary on the fight and I don't know if you heard this Barry uh, but it was either Joe Rogan or Dominic Cruz. go, Khabib was like wailing on McGregor on the ground, right? Yeah. And then one of the commentators goes, Conor McGregor is doing a great job of wearing Khabib out. And I was like, don't think he has much of a choice in this matter. That could have been John Anik. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. And, uh, and then Joe Rogan was like, I don't think he has a choice. I think he's just getting mauled here. And I was like, yeah there and then round three I was actually I was like oh wow I thought there was a chain of the tide here because I thought McGregor looked fresher in round three than Khabib did he was getting yeah. off landing off better try, uh, shots he was uh, Khabib he was like golden. Khabib and stand with him for a bit as well also he stuffed one or two takedowns in the third and I was like right round three McGregor I was like right fights on now I was getting a bit excited yeah now
1: I know people have said before that Khabib's never lost a round. Uh, <clears throat> we we argued this before when he fought, uh, was it Gilson Thiebaud? Yeah. Uh, we actually thought that Thiebaud should have won that fight 2-1, but instead Khabib was given it obviously
0: 3-0. Also, uh, some people thought Aloy a- Quinta won a round against him as well.
1: Yeah. Well, well then, well, then, see, that's, this is sort of the argument now, because now suppose McGregor's the first person to ever win a round against him. That
0: sounds frightening, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, round four. You know, I think what happened in round four is Khabib just got the takedown in too early. And once he got the takedown in, like, that was just it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he does such a good job, like, squeezing your two legs together. And not many people will know this, but right? If you actually get your legs together and squeeze your two kneecaps together, it's actually really painful. And, like, he was doing that to Gregor for, like, a solid, like, ten minutes. And then next thing you know, he gets the back, took the back, and... I don't even know if it was so much a rear naked choke than it was almost like he squeezed so hard in his chin that he was about to break his jaw. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was so, it. look, Khabib won. The better man won. There's no questions about it. Great yeah. fight by Khabib. Great game plan put together by uh, Javier Mendes and the team at AKA. Although, it's always the game plan with Khabib. Get him to the ground, do a bit of smashing, and then hopefully an opportunity arises. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, like, to be honest, I, I wasn't surprised
1: with how good cool Khabib was. Uh, could be definitely performed um, under all that pressure under all the scrutiny um, in front of almost like a like a, a very pro Conor McGregor crowd there were so many people there to see Conor McGregor fight like even at the weigh-ins with Champagne Pappy Drake uh, then even like Mel Gibson made an appearance like people like that like younger people wouldn't even know who Mel Gibson is but uh, he's, yeah Rory McIlroy was there the, Rory McIlroy um, uh, fresh off winning the Ryder Cup yeah there you go yeah like it was a star studded place even some like random celebrities like YouTube celebrities or social media celebrities I would follow they were there as well and like you wouldn't even known they liked MMA but um the place was stacked like and everyone was there to see Conor McGregor perform uh Khabib put in a good show I think obviously Conor won the third round but um see I think what happened there was Conor sort of got his second wind in the third round and then Khabib got his second wind in the fourth round and um when he, you see, I think it's the thing is with Khabib, as we've seen in previous fights against Barbosa and uh, and Johnson, that like he, after each round he gets their ang- he gets them down quicker, so he almost like knows how to get them down
0: Yeah, as the fight goes on. You know what I mean? In fairness, it was an extraordinarily perf- impressive performance. Khabib, once you get to the ground, you're in his world, there's not much you can do about it. And that's true, that's he, so true. And in the fourth round, he got McGregor down the earliest. Well, was- and that's sort of just. That was all she wrote. You know what well, I mean? Yeah.
1: Well, obviously, we said that it could be put in a, a perfect performance, basically. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, Barr went to losing the third round, but, like, he couldn't have done, like, he, well, as in, like, he couldn't have done any better. I know if he had won the third, he could have done better, but, like, brilliant performance against Conor McGregor. Uh, a lot of people said in our wall after that, it, that didn't seem like the real Conor McGregor, the one they've previously seen. Um, what would be your opinion on this? Because this is definitely one thing that
0: people were asking us the other day. See, so I think the best Conor McGregor is the one that's most active. Like, when we were seeing the best Conor McGregor, he fought at UFC 189, he fought at UFC 194, he fought at UFC 196, he fought at UFC 202, he fought at UFC 204. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, like, a lot of events in a very, you know, narrow space of time. So, I think the most active Conor McGregor is the best Conor McGregor and uh, a lot of people were saying two years out, and then you get people saying, oh, well, he fought the Mayweather fight, but I'm pretty sure the Mayweather fight was in November, so therefore, he still hadn't fought in a year, in combat sports, basically, you know what I mean? Yeah. Give or take a month or two, you know what I mean? So therefore, look, I'm not going to say, blame on Ring Russ. I'm not going to say if Conor McGregor was fighting any earlier, he would have won or anything, I don't want to take anything away from Khabib, but could we see a better Conor McGregor performance? I think so. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he landed the left solidly at any point and look you need to get the reps in the octagon and I think that's really important the thing is Khabib never seemed like he was really really in trouble Bar in the
1: first round after about like 20 or 30 seconds I remember Connor hit him yeah and then but then like Khabib got the takedown then you know what I mean like he never really seemed in any sort of danger he yeah, didn't I, seem rocked at any yeah, stage whereas like he was he was pummeling Connor in the second round uh, he floored like he floored him in the second round as well and then obviously he got to finish over and done with in the fourth but um it didn't re- in my opinion, it wasn't the Connor that everyone was expecting.
0: Yeah. Um, I, oh, I almost want to see a bit more viciousness from McGregor. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it was sort of. It was sort of. Do you know what? I think this comes down to like Connor McGregor has so much extracurricular activities going on outside the Octagon. Like, for instance, the proper 12 whiskey, he's been trying to get up and running on time for this fight as well to promote it. Yeah. Um, like, he's having a second child now as well. Yeah. Um, Like he's he's running the MacLife Enterprises, put it that way, and he's like still has that money. He's sort of thinking about doing boxing again. Do you mean it's? This is a totally different Conor McGregor than the first one we saw fighting in Sweden, in UFC. And then if you look at Khabib, Khabib is just this total like a Dagestani, um, just. Man into his religion, does a, what's the he name? almost looks like a caveman, doesn't he? Yeah, what's that thing he does? A oh, Ramadan, he doesn't fight during Ramadan. Uh, he still lives at home with his parents, uh, with his wife and his kid as well. Uh, it's, it's like they're living two different, total different lives. Like Khabib has never drank once in his life, and then Connor, two weeks ago at the press conference with no media, he was there drinking his own proper twelve whiskey. Um, and like while Connor's there trying to make sure that he sneaks a bottle of proper twelve in, Khabib's only sole focus is, is is killing Connor. Um, I think I think when you look at all these sort of things, if your mind isn't one hundred percent focused on exactly what you're doing, and someone else's is and they're hungrier than you, things are not going to go the same. You know, I I think if the shoe was on the other foot, I think Connor probably would have won. If this was all could be promoting proper twelve vodka in his case, well I know he doesn't drink, but Russian vodka, I think it would have been a whole different story. I just think now, as we've seen previously when he fought Nate Diaz, he, he lost, and then he came back because he was like right fuck everything else I'm solely focused on this and then he came back and won I think this is if Connor wants to actually win uh, take, get, the, get this win back I think he's gonna have to like, be like here look no messing and go straight in and be 100% focused that's, that's what I honestly believe cause uh, I've seen it before with the Nate Diaz thing granted Nate Diaz isn't as good but now Connor knows that he won a round so he didn't get absolutely smashed you know what I mean it's not as if he lost yeah. so badly that it's like this cannot be a rematch you know what I mean mm. What do you think,
0: anyway? Um, yeah, I must say, I, d- I definitely agree with you. I think McGregor has a lot more on his plate now than he ever has. Yeah. He's a lot more outside the octagon interest beforehand. Obviously, drinking whiskey a few days out from the... Fo- or a few weeks out from the fight fo- probably doesn't go down well. I know it could have been like a once-off and it doesn't really matter, but it, like, sort of shows where your mentality's at. Yeah. Um. Well, I think that's right,
1: isn't it? Like, you're just... I'll, like, I'll, like myself and Ross, like, we built up such a huge following through, obviously, sporting Connor and being Irish and, like... Back in everything he does, sometimes he does some stupid shit, but other times he does some good shit. Um, but like I, I think when like after so after a loss or after a win, you reassess everything what happened and how you can improve next time. As we put out the post earlier, John Caplin says you either win or learn. I, I just think when it comes to everything, it, it was just like even making sure he had the proper 12 on the mat, and it was just too much, whereas Khabib's sole focus was just to beat Conor, and that was it. Conor had so many different things going on, even like having to make sure like Drake was there for the weigh-ins, and like just so many other things happening in his life that... yeah, You know what I mean? He probably had like 100 things going on, whereas Khabib was like, right, obviously barring his dad wasn't able to get into the country, but bar that, he was like, right, I'm taking Conor out, and that is it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes if you're focusing on one thing... What's the thing... It, it, like say if you try to be a professional at like golf, tennis, football, hockey, or else this one person just wanted to be a professional at tennis, they're probably going to be better at better than you at that. Because like if you're spending more time concentrating on other things, you're wasting that time. You could in- invest into one thing. Yeah, put it
0: this way: the person who wins the I think it's called the theathlon, where you do all ten sports, would never finish in the top ten in any of the sports they do individually. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I could break that down even simpler, it'd be like: say if you're building four pyramids,
1: and one person's only building one, they're gonna build their one bigger and better than your four, just a hundred times out of a hundred. Yeah, th- if that made sense.
0: Yeah, it is. Conor McGregor, look, he's got a lot going on. It'll be very interesting to see when he comes, what he comes back. But before we decide what we're gonna do next, we should probably talk about the aftermath. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well then. As everyone saw after the fight, Khabib jumped out of the octagon. Um, first of all, uh, that puts a real dampener on the whole situation itself. Um, as when me and myself and Ross started out doing the show, like we were like, what will we solely focus on? Either football, MMA, or rugby. And then, like, obviously, Ross's knowledge of MMA was, is so deep, like as you can tell, hence why you tune in. But like, also like the Irish media don't really they don't like MMA. Now, obviously, Conor McGregor's involved in town. They're all doing stuff. But, I mean, we were t- we were talking about events where, like, no one really tuned in. But we still still did it. Like, events on in, like, Sao Paulo and all that stuff. Russia, everywhere. And, um... What was I saying, sorry?
0: We were saying the Irish media don't like MMA. Yeah,
1: yeah. We were like, we can't just solely focus on MMA because we won't be able to build up an audience enough. Because the Irish media doesn't... Like, they didn't care. They only care because Conor's in town now. But, uh... This is... A- yeah, my point was, sorry... This is after putting the sport itself... Like, it took one step forward and took five steps back because Khabib did this. Um, what did you make of that, anyway, Ross, seeing doing
0: that? Um, look, I thought after Habib won, I thought that was going to be it. I go, yeah. there you go. Shake hands and mass. just go, good fight, whatever. The better He's man won. He's the champ now. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm the better man now. Uh, he jumps the K. He starts... First of all, he sort of like stood over Conor first for a while. I understand that, whatever. Yeah. You don't like Conor McGregor. You want to have animosity with him, fine. But then he like threw his gum shield at the fence where the uh, SPG coach were. Then he jumped the fence and then went to start attacking Dylan Danis. Now I have no idea what Dylan Danis is saying on the far side. Yeah. Uh, well, it was obviously not that important, was it? Well, I don't understand that. Uh, well, he just retained his lightweight title, and his first thought is to go and. To have a shouting match yeah. with the opposition coach. You don't went to his team and celebrated. That's what he, I would have
1: thought. He, ju- Khabib jumped into them, right? I don't mean to laugh, but he jumped into them as if like you're on holidays, right? And you go cannonball and yeah. jump into the water. Yeah. He literally jumped in like that. I could not y- believe yeah. it. Feet
0: first, I was. Yeah, was a flying, flying head kick. He was trying. Yeah. I was like, jeez, he was a soaring eagle. Yeah, um, literally. Yeah. So he jumped in. There was a bit of a scrap or whatever, and then I'm I don't really think anyone got any good punches off on no, anyone. No. It was
1: too too um, much
0: like. Yeah,
1: they were too close. Yeah, yeah.
0: To even, yeah. I'm sure Dylan Dallas is telling everyone he knocked the head off. him. Yeah. but uh, <laughs> then next thing you know, Khabib's two Khabib's cornermen and Khabib's cousin got into the octagon and started attacking McGregor.
1: Yeah, uh, one of them was actually a guy called Zubara Tugov, who was meant to fight Artem in two weeks' time, and uh, he's after getting fired by the UFC. And uh, the other person, Khabib's cousin was, uh, like, put up a video after being like, yeah, I, I punched him as well, and he's after to get fired as well.
0: I, I, don't, I didn't even know if Khabib's cousin had a job at the UFC, but anyway, yeah. The what's called, yeah, Z- Zubara was the one who got in from behind, he was wearing a red top, if you see the video, and he hits McGregor two hooks, and I actually thought that was so cowardly, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, especially after, like, see, Khabib won the fight, so if he gets out, first of all, he shouldn't have got out of the octagon. but if he gets out and goes and fights more people on McGregor's camp, well, then it's a bit like, Right, he's a bit of a head case, but he's fought, he won the fight, so it's fine. But attacking something after them losing, I think, is a bit much. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't really agree with it, especially from behind as well. Yeah. So I just think they were, that was a really like, cowardly move. Uh, especially while a man's down. Like they, yeah, I feel like they deserve it, that being fired, you know what I mean? Um, yeah but like at the end of the
1: day I know that it got barbaric after the fight but like Dana, like Dana the last thing Dana wants is this stuff or even no. MMA people in general like I mean for ourselves like obviously in an ideal world Conor would have won and everyone would have been like straight like just permanently on the MMA shit yeah. but like because that happened now people are sort of like oh do you know what I'm Conor lost I'm sort of done with that now you know yeah I
0: think well uh, they're the bandwagoners though in fairness yeah. you know I mean? they're, they're, the people who don't actually watch it yeah, yeah, you know I mean? the yeah, last yeah. fight they watched was Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. yeah, and the next fight they'll watch is Conor McGregor's next. Yeah. i I, I just look at it and go, ah, oh, it put a bit of a black mark on the sport, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see what UFC does here going forward, like, because if Khabib and Conor rematch, like, they're going to use that footage, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, is that. Like, they exactly use the yeah. bus footage, you know what I mean? Like, what, what was worse? What happened? Was the bus worse or was that worse? No, I well, don't
1: really know. Well, look, here, in fairness, right, we said the Conor McGregor thing was bad, him throwing the dolly against the bus, right? But, like, Khabib actually going in and attacking a fan, well, like, Dylan Davis is obviously an MMA. um, But he's not a fan,
0: he's part of the corner. Yeah, he's part of the corner.
1: Yeah, but jumping into the fans' section, like, out of the octagon and doing that was totally outrageous. There could have been, like... Reckless. Like, uh, John Cavanaugh's wife, uh, girlfriend, was pretty there, Uh, Conor McGregor's... Girlfriend, could have been there yeah, the son could have been there like anyone could have been there like I mean it doesn't matter who they are man, woman, or child like you can't be doing that remember when Eric Cantona kicked the fan for Manchester United against Crystal Palace and then he was banned for nine months so it's sort of like I think that's where we should move into next what's next for both fighters Um do you want to start off with Conor or Khabib first or uh, just sort of have a chat well,
0: I feel like I feel like I want to do both at the same time yeah, if that makes sense very you, uh, man yeah so look I look for Conor <laughs> McGregor and I go he needs he needs to get back in there. And I want to see him get back in there soon. But I don't overly want to see him get back in there right away against Khabib. I almost feel like there's a bit of a four-person monopoly here. And the person who's losing now is probably the person who might deserve the UFC lightweight title shot the most. Which is Dustin Poirier. I feel like McGregor's probably going to fight Diaz next. And I feel like UFC don't really have much of an option but to give Tony Ferguson his fight against Khabib. I feel like that they're the two fights they're going to make, and the winners will fight then in turn fight each other. Unless Dustin Poirier beats Nate Diaz, then he might get to fight McGregor. I feel like McGregor's going to fight the winner of Poirier versus Diaz. Okay, well, and, and I feel like Tony Ferguson's going to fight Khabib.
1: Well, the, the the whole situation is now, what's going to happen with, with Khabib? Because like, are they going to are they going to ban him? Are
0: they going to fine him?
1: What or like, I think
0: he'll, I think he'll get a fine and he'll get like. An irrelevant suspension, if that makes sense, as in like he'll get a two month suspension. So therefore, he can fight at the end of the year show if he wants to, if that makes sense. Okay, so yeah, like, okay, he's going to get a fake suspension. It was like hot. Okay, so because the UFC actually, uh, sorry, Chris Fields, who was actually
1: doing a show, uh, a show a show here in Ireland, uh, he actually fought to SPG as well, but uh, he was saying that the governing body for the UFC. Is only the state commission, so like Vegas can ban, could be for two years, but like he'll still be able to fight in New York. Yeah, you know what I mean? So just because he's banned in one city or state, he could even fight in Russia, you know what I mean? Next, yeah. So if he gets banned, he's only gonna be banned in that location. So although
0: UFC are pretty good that when if X location bans them, especially Vegas, because they don't really like to go to the Vegas commission, that like they'll uphold that ban elsewhere, also. Okay, well, we'll see what happens there. So, you don't think Khabib's going to get banned? No? Oh, I don't think he's going to get banned for an extended period of time that's going to affect his next. Like, I don't think he's going to get banned for more than three months. Okay, so therefore... therefore he'll be able to fight again in three months' yeah, time. So,
1: so yeah, so therefore, he won't be stripped of the title. No. Right, so Khabib's going to stay the lightweight to- uh, champion, so... Uh, when, it, when
0: the first thing happened initially, I was like... Jesus, Khabib going to get fired now and then, like, McGregor's... I almost thought at one stage, geez, is, is Khabib going to get disqualified and McGregor's going to win by, like, TKO now yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't too sure at one yeah. stage. Couldn't take my eyes off the thing. Uh, yeah, so
1: Khabib's going to stay champion anyway, as much as you like it or yeah. not, okay? Uh, then the other options are, obviously, Tony Ferguson who had it put in a great performance against Andy Pettis. Um, then, obviously, Nate Diaz is taking on... Justin Poirier, at UFC 230, and the winner of that is in contention for a title fight as well. Um, if, well, if I was to predict who I think Conor's going to fight next, I think that I think ideally they want it to be Nate Diaz. Um, I don't know. Well, if Nate Diaz wins against Poirier, he'll still want to fight McGregor, wouldn't he? Yeah, I feel
0: like the, the him fighting McGregor could headline head a pay per view, and he probably make more money from that as opposed to. I don't know if he beats Poirier Does he move ahead Of Tony Ferguson You know what I mean So there, like He probably has a better chance Of fighting Khabib Than he does fighting Tony uh, Khabib For the title Who? Nate Diaz He probably has a better chance Of fighting McGregor Than he does fighting Khabib Yeah yeah. As in like I don't think Beating Poirier Gives him the right To fight Khabib For the title
1: Yeah Unless it it depends How well he does it Yeah So I think that I think we're both in agreement here That Conor's next fight Is probably going to be Nate Diaz Yeah Uh, Win or lose we, ooh, if he loses If Nate Diaz loses I'm like Does he fight Poirier? I don't think so I, th- I think the Conor either wants, the Nate Diaz won because first our, he owes
0: the, Diaz the rematch That's what he said yeah. So I, I
1: assume he'll fight him I think that'd be good I think if Connor Takes on Nate Diaz next And then fights the winner Of Tony Ferguson and Khabib And I think, yeah. I think Tony Ferguson would be Khabib as well
0: Yeah I'll, I'll be down for that
1: So like it could, Everything could be crazy yeah. And then, like, Connor could come in, then... Oh, it's such a... It's a yeah, it's so we won't go too far into it. So, basically, we think that Connor's next fight will actually be Nate Diaz. And yeah. then, then fight for the lightweight title again. Because there's no way... Do people ask him, would he retire? I, I, I can't see Connor after everything he's done, to lose like that and then just call it a day.
0: No, he also wants to do one more Dublin fight as well. He wants to fight in Dublin before he retires as well. Yeah. I think that will be a swan song. He'll do, like, a bisping on it. Because, like, I don't think he'll care one last time if he doesn't make the biggest payday of all time. I think he'd like to fight in front of the Irish fans one time and, like, throw his hands up in the air and crow park in front of everyone. Yeah, because that's the thing. Did,
1: <clears throat> at the end of the day, how much revenue would he bring into the country as well? Oh, a frightening amount. Yeah, like, everyone... Like, if people are going to Vegas for that fight, they're going to come to Dublin for a Conor McGregor fight.
0: Yeah, and especially, think of how many, like, American people want to come to Ireland for any, no particular reason. And, like, you give them a reason, like, a Conor McGregor fight, they'll yeah. come. Yeah. Build it yeah. and they will come. How did you feel after the
1: fight, man? I was just so disappointed. I was like... I, I, like, everything... It's like, like just the way, the way he lost. The shit that happened after. Just, like, knowing that the backlash of all that stuff is just going to be carnage. It was just like...
0: Oh. I I think at first when he lost, I was a bit like... Oh, that was, like... A terrible way to go out. It was a real, like... Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean? But then afterward, the melee, I was a bit like... What is going on? I, I, and then, like... I was sort of waiting for Data White... To get on the mic and making some sort of announcement or something. Oh I, mean, I was like, yeah. I was like, I don't know what's gonna happen here. Yeah. And then afterwards, I suppose it was just a bit
1: of a letdown, really, wasn't it? Yeah. And then even the way the fans are fighting after as yeah. well, it was just, just pure carnage and so needed. Yeah. And the people that were probably fighting are people that first of all don't fight, and second of all, like aren't actually like watching all the fights, so they're actually not even proper fans. You know
0: what I yeah, mean? So yeah, it's, it's like, what are you like like doing there? Like, some drunken louse who was like, yeah. Yeah, but there's always that mob mentality as well, isn't
1: there? Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, overall, what did you make of the night itself? Because there were some great fights in the night as well. Like it was just uh it was just shown by that outcome at the end.
0: I suppose we should run backwards through the card. Uh, Tony Ferguson, what a performance! Him and Anthony Pettis, probably fight the night, if not one of my fights of the year so far. And um, Tony Ferguson beat Anthony Pettis by doctor stoppage in the second, second round. End of the second round. Um, I don't even know if you call it Dr. Stoppage, like Pettis' team basically threw in the tail, didn't they? Yeah. Pedis uh, uh, had a broken hand. This was like a war, wasn't it? Yeah. I've never seen so much blood in a fight in a very long time. Uh, Tony Tony is an absolute zombie looking fella. Yeah. He looks like Frankenstein in there. Yeah. He's so long and rangy and he, like his attacks are so like unique, it's actually frightening. He even got dropped by Pedis at one stage, but like he looks like you can't actually put him away, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He looks like you sort of you can knock him down and he's almost like You lead him into a false sense of security and then he comes in and gets the job done. Tony Ferguson, El Kikui, that's what he is, the boogeyman, isn't
1: he?
0: I I think it just makes sense him to take on Khabib next. Yeah, and like, I just want to see who pressures who in that fight. Yeah,
1: no, but even the way, if you think about it as well, if they fight each other next, that Conor, Khabib stuff will sort of die down a bit, you know what I mean? There's too much, too much emotions and everything, even in the crowd and stuff. Mm. It's just not safe for anyone really, you know what I
0: mean? No. They almost need to fight behind closed doors or something. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, but uh, we'll move on then into the light heavyweight division. Dominic Reyes defeated over, say, Peru by unanimous decision. Uh, we both actually predicted this before the fight that Dominic Reyes was coming out
0: with the win, and he's now ten and zero. Yeah, that was uh, that had a bit of controversy at the end as well with uh, Dominic Reyes landing that massive punch at the end of the fight. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jo- jo Rogan was like, "That should be a knockout," uh, but obviously it wasn't. Uh, very, very impressive with Dominic Reyes. He's going to have to fight someone in the very upper end of the light heavyweight division now. Well,
1: it's not as if the light heavyweight division is
0: that stacked, though, is no. it? No, I think he's going to fight Jan Blackowicz next because they're both on a four-fight win streak. So that could be impressive.
1: There you go. Yeah. Uh, then in the heavyweight division, everyone's favorite division, uh, Derek Lewis defeated Alexander Volkov in <laughs> with ten well, technically
0: eleven seconds to go in the third round after getting after losing the whole fight. Yeah, he was, he was getting really beaten up at range by Volkov. Volkov was one of the few fighters in the heavyweight division who he does use his range really, really well. Well, how could you not, man? Yeah. He's absolutely, what, six? Yeah, was well, Struve true. Ten or so.
1: Oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah.
0: yeah, so he, he was, like, throwing these, like, long jabs, long straights, body kicks. And next thing you know, his corner was spent, there's one minute left, and Lewis is like, right, now I can use my energy. And he went berserk on him, didn't he? Yeah. And he bounced his head off the canvas like a baseball, didn't he? Yeah, he did, or, he did. sorry, like a basketball. You absolutely smashed him. And then vintage Derek Lewis like took his pants off and then like said he was knackered. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, they were like, you're number two in the world and you just won. You beat number five. How would you like to fight Daniel Cormier? He's like, oh no, no way. You're rad. Yeah, there's not, no, I wouldn't like to see that either. No, I feel like Daniel Cormier turn him upside down, throw him on his head and then next thing you know, that'll be it. Yeah.
1: yeah. There's such like a difference in skill level. Skill level, yeah.
0: yeah Derek Lewis is just like absolute cinder block hands. Yeah,
1: he's, yeah but he's so Im- immobile as well. You can't, yeah. can barely even move.
0: Yeah, apparently he was he was <laughs> telling Michael Bisping that he was doing 30 minutes in the gym each day before that fight. And Bisping was like, right, well, I, when I'm training for a fight, I do two, two and a half hour sessions. So maybe you should do a little bit more.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although he keeps getting the, the Ws. Yeah, does me, Yeah. But then, uh, who? so who would you like
0: to see him take on next then? Derek Lewis. Uh, I'm a bit of a... See, I always want to see Derek Lewis win. Yeah, so it's a bit of an interesting one. Maybe Stipe, I think is the only other fighter I can see him match up against that he could potentially win. Like so. Curtis, Curtis Blades is a hundred percent just going to take him down yeah, and like yeah. have his way with him. Yeah. And although I feel like Stipe could as well. Yeah, I know. I think so, Stipe would as well. I yeah. think.
1: I think now he's in trouble.
0: He can't. He yeah. won't win his next fight if he fights yeah. anyone above him. I'd. I'd be interested to see him fight like Brock Lesnar or something. You know what I mean, yeah. that's who I'd actually like to see him fight, but he's not going to get that fight. So. He might take some time
1: off now With his back yeah. being so bad And waiting to recover So he can eventually move on Even though it doesn't make Ranking
0: sense I'd be interested in fight Alistair Overy Just because
1: Yeah Why not, not I'd agree with that yeah uh, Then in the women's Strawweight division Michelle the karate hottie Watterson Defeated Felice Herrick Herrig uh, By decision Ross I think we both thought That Fleece Herrig would win this Just based on
0: the fact that like Way larger Way larger But uh, Michelle Watterson Yeah she got the takedown in And she showed Great control on the ground uh, I was very, very impressed with the Kraddy Hattie, and look, it'd be interesting to see where she goes in this division. She is going to be undersized against nearly all her opponents, but yeah, Gray Winfer way into the top eight or seven of the division now after that win. So fair play to her. I, I'm almost, I almost sort of look at her and go. She just looks so much too the better to be on the Foxes, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. And she yeah. actually does in the Octagon. And then I think the last fight we have to discuss is both Pettis brothers lost. Sergio Pettis also lost in the card against who's here, Amiga So that was a rough break for the Pettis brothers.
1: Tough night for them. Tough night for the Pettis brothers
0: I I, I actually think they've lost every time they both fought in the same card. I think. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Depends I remember, I remember saying them. they didn't want to fight in the same card again. They'll probably need to
1: get a new sparring partners. Maybe. Oh, well, they do train with CM Punk, don't they? <laughs> you know, you know what they should do.
0: UFC should go to Milwaukee and put those two on the top of the card, shouldn't they? Yeah, like they, I mean, like like give them favorable matchups. Yeah. Because people like the Pettis brothers, they want to see them win. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So like, give them a favorable matchup, put them on in Milwaukee, and like let them have like a bit of a hometown celebration. Yeah, yeah. Because that's two people there that would already sell out CM but, Punk as well. Who who plays basketball there? The Timberwolves, is it? Milwaukee Timberwolves, is it? Not sure. I think so. I think there's a basketball team there, so like let them play in their fight in their stadium. but well, uh what did your overall make of the card? Um I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. Um obviously you have McGregor and Khabib at the top of the card, brilliant. Yeah. The Ferguson Pettis fight for me probably fight of the year. Derek Lewis last minute knockout, Dominic Reyes like could have been last second knockout. Uh just great night of fights. Yeah. I still can't believe
1: that shit happened at the end of
0: like. it. It's just like, oh no, oh, yeah, it's so tainted the sport, is not
1: it? Yeah, it really, really did. But uh, let us know what you thought of the night as well, because um, b- b- everyone seemed to have something to say about that. But uh, yeah, it was carnage, wasn't it? it was
0: yeah, like, absolute carnage. Uh, literally carnage. But uh,
1: speaking of carnage, this weekend, Bellator are hosting Bellator 207 on Friday and Bellator 208 on Saturday. So. Uh, I think both are in like the New York,
0: Connecticut area.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, one's in Connecticut, the other one's in New York. I think I'm not sure. I think they're like
0: on. an hour and a half drive away from each other. Yeah, well, they're gonna have, yeah.
1: So at least the the octagon doesn't have to go that far. But um, it's the both Knights are hosting one of the semi-finals of the heavyweight grand prix. Uh, Bellator two hundred seven is hosting Matt Mistryon versus Ryan Bader, and Bellator two hundred eight on Saturday is hosting Fedor Emelianenko versus Chael Sonnen. So, uh... Well, I like the way Come comes Saturday night. We're going to know who's going to fight for the title. Yeah, no, that's the thing. I was like, are they going to square off after? But well, who knows? It depends. But... um. Where should we start with here, Roscoe? First of all, we want to give a shout out to Ian Pascu, who's taking on Lorenz Larkin. Ian Pascu trains out of SPG. Uh, he's coming off a headline win Obama here in Dublin.
0: Yeah, against Alex Lahore,
1: wasn't it? Yeah, and then... We've Ch- seen
0: him fight a few times, haven't we? We have, yeah. And then uh,
1: Sinead Cavanagh is actually fighting on the card as well. She's fighting on the prelims yeah. as well. Armagh Baby Slice is fighting on the card. Kevin Ferguson. Yeah, he's taking on Corey Browning. Um, I think that's his
0: uh, lightweight
1: debut as well. Yeah. I think last time we fought at 165. Oh uh, Yeah. Okay. And then uh, yeah, I think it was a catchweight, wasn't it? Yeah. And then uh also big country armate. Roy Nelson has taken on Sergei Karin
0: in tonov He was a former strike force heavyweight. Uh I think he was a champion once said. Very, very good boxing. But uh when Roy Nelson lands that overhand right, you go night night. He's definitely one of the top ten most lovable MMA athletes, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he's big definitely country. up there. People people just like big country. Yeah, so
1: we're getting into the main the main event and the semi-final, of the Grand Prix. Matt Mitrione is taking on Ryan Bader, who's actually the light heavyweight champion and he's moving up to heavyweight. Um, Ross, what are you expecting from this? Matt Mitrione coming off coming off a win anyway. Um,
0: find out who He fought... Roy Nelson, that's who he'd be. He fought Roy Nelson early on in the tournament.
1: Yeah, Matt Mitrione beat Roy Nelson in the first and fight. And Ryan
0: Bader beat King Mo. Yeah. I think he'd be... Did he, now if I remember remnants correctly you beat Kimo like within like two minutes, didn't he? By knockout as far as I'm aware.
1: Yeah, oh he beat him very, very early.
0: Yeah, and like, or, like, Kimo like, said I he like was to move middle. down.
1: Yeah, then out was like, Here, I'm gonna move down to like middleweight. <laughs> but uh, from heavyweight to middleweight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you lo- yeah, but but they were both originally light heavyweights. So yeah. it was like if you lost to Bader at, at heavyweight, you're gonna lose to my light heavyweight.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Um, Ross, what do you expect from this fight? Is the light heavyweight champion Bader taking on Matt Mitrion?
0: Did, did, like I feel like the winner of the tournaments on this side of the bracket? So I'm watching it going. I, I am sort of watching Baylor knock out King Mo and go. Jeez, Baylor looks very dangerous. And that he's I've never seen him hit harder than he has a heavyweight. And then look at Matt Mitrione and go. He's such a like athlete at heavyweight. Very agile. Yeah, he's like 250. He Like bounces around like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. And like, Baylor's sort of a bit stockier and a bit blockier, and he comes forward. And he's tight and he throws like very good punches. I think I'm gonna go Mitrione. I think he's faster and also he probably does hit that bit harder. So I'm gonna go Mitrione by knockout and I feel like it's gonna be the first round. Yeah. yeah, I like Bader might be able to take him down and hold him down and if he can, absolutely fair play to him. But I think when the two of them square off you'll see Mitrione's like just a larger human being. Oh no, he definitely is. I wouldn't argue with that. But uh
1: for some reason I think Ryan is gonna win. I just saw him talking with Luke Thomas today and I was like He's fought John Jones before, and I think he's just going to try and take him down and be smart about this. I I don't think Bader thinks he has to, like, overly perform, as in, like, show off to mad skills. I think he's willing to just wrestle. Almost, like, czech Congo esque Like, he doesn't need to make it exciting. That's
0: that's a very good point that you made there, Barry, that a lot of the heavyweight fighters, they're probably less skilled when it comes to the actual techniques. And some of that, Bader at light heavyweight he could easily go in there and take him down and use his rest from Paris to get the job done. It's actually, it'd be very funny if um, Bader like, repeated what Daniel Cormier did except in Bellator. He'd be the Bellator Daniel Cormier. He would be, be, wouldn't he? Yeah, and also those who were like, had a shout match before the press conferences, they were most meant to fight and then Daniel Cormier goes, I'm not fighting you and no one knows who you are. <laughs> Harsh.
1: Harsh, but somewhat he could fair be the, at the he, time. He could be the Bellator champ champ and people like, don't know who he is. Yeah. But um, then,
0: we're, that that's our goal next next time Bellator are over here we have to meet Ryan Bader with boat belts yeah you let us hold one each yeah 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 that was unfair uh, last time the connection that was yeah <laughs> 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 fair play to our
1: Gegard Mousasi Gegard Mousasi yeah uh, then on Saturday night Bellator 208 is on and uh, on the card there's there's another Gracie coming here with 0-0 record Robson Gracie that's one person to look out for uh, also,
0: you're may check Congo's fight and Timothy Johnson, one of the best moustaches in mixed martial art. Yeah, he does, not he? Yeah, he really does. A uh, heavyweight Bow Yeah, then
1: uh, Benson Henderson uh, is also taking on the side. at 155.
0: Um, yeah, I like Benson Henderson At 155 he's very good At 170 he's way too undersized Yeah I totally
1: agree with that And then uh, At 185 Ale- Alexander Shlomenko Is taking on Anatoly Tovov uh, Shlomenko Like was very impressive in, in a couple of fights ago Against um, Was it Roy McDonald.
0: MacDonald th- Was it Lima no Was it Lorenz Larkin, <laughs> Lorenz Larkin. I'm not too sure I, know. I, know. I, know but, what? I think he beat Lorenz Larkin Oh at 185 I think Yeah Or was that At a heavier weight or Lorenz Arkin came up to 185. I think he, he beat him. But... shamenko He used to be the middleweight champion. So you can't really say he's not top of the range. Although this guy's fighting. I don't know much about him. But I think he's 26-2. and two, So like that seems like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And Shimenko
1: has been around the block. 56-11 50, and one 0 no contest. But, so uh,
0: battle of what looks to be the Russians.
1: Yeah. But I think the majority of the people are going to be tuning in for the next fight... Fedor, Emel- Fedor Emelianenko is taking on Chael Sonnen and uh, the winner will take on either Matt Mitrione or Ryan Bader Ross is thinking Matt Mitrione I'm thinking Ryan Bader but uh, Ross what are you expecting from this Fedor
0: versus Chael F- hold on uh, first before you any further have you seen the poster for this yeah like Chael's like Uncle Sam or something like that yeah and Fedor I- is just Fedor I, know, they're, they're, I think they were trying to have it just a bit of fun with it yeah as long as it wasn't a serious poster it's hilarious um Look, I actually sort of fancy Chael Sonnen to get the job done here. I feel like he's going to throw one or two straight punches and then double-leg Fedor and get him down. Yeah, Chael... I don't think that Fedor's is quite good at submissions and Chael is susceptible to submissions, but I like Chael Sonnen to win it. Chael had already
1: beaten Rampage Jackson again in the semifinal and Fedor had beaten Frank Mir.
0: Two very big wins. Like I would really see, I yeah. think, I, I picked the other two people in both fights. So...
1: Well, in fairness, Fedor is a heavyweight. Well, technically... Well, he's mostly fought a heavyweight and Chael Sonnen's actually previously fought middleweight and low heavyweight.
0: Like, it's, it's, it's such a unique match because, like, he, I never actually thought the two would ever fight each other.
1: Yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? sort of like, say if you have UFC game or even yeah. an MMA game and then you just pick two random fighters to play fight each other. Yeah. Um, just because I like Chael and then he loves it to sell it. Like, I'd like to see Chael... In the final, you know what I mean? Because Fedor yeah. can't really say anything. In fairness, Fedor.
0: And also, I've seen the mitriol
1: Fedor fight. That's the thing, yeah. I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll be semi-interested to see what Chael Solomon would have to say if he had to fight Matt Mitriol The thing is, like, I can see, I can pick, well, if Chael wins, or not. I can't see Chael becoming the heavyweight champion of Bellator, though. You know what I mean? It will be so, somewhat humorous,
0: wouldn't it? It will be, yeah. It will be, yeah. You'd have to buy a few more steroids to say at the heavyweight champion. Yeah, who, who are you backing here, though? Uh, I'm going to say Chael I feel like he's going to get the double egg in on him uh, when I watched him fight Rampage he actually fought him so intelligently I was, I was surprised yeah uh, and also he's our mate as well yeah our mate Chael P <laughs> but uh oh, th- quickly who would you back if Roy Nelson was fighting Chael Sonnen? who would you pick both our mates I'd go with Roy Nelson because he's like way bigger uh, you know what's actually really funny right if Chael Sonnen won the heavyweight grand prix yeah Gegard Mousasi could go up and like just beat him for that belt no bother yeah. Musassi's M- M-
1: Sassi- yeah, M- a different level though. The way he even takes people down on the ground yeah. is just. Uh, and he's fought a heavyweight before. I fought Mark Hunt a heavyweight. He should almost move up 2 or 5 and fight Bader as well, right? shouldn't he? Oh, he's going to go. I suppose he wants that fight. Like uh, Bellator's really, really heating up. Mm. And like Bellator will be licking their lips now looking
0: at UFC and seeing that carnage, how they couldn't stop it. Hold Where... on. Question for you, right? Matt, Tre- Matt Mitchell wins, right? Mm-hmm. And Chelsea on wins, right? Musashi fights for the light heavyweight title wins it right and then Chael Sonnen beats Mitchell in the final Miss Hassie goes up and wins the heavyweight champ the triple champ army probably sure? yeah, he probably should, yeah
1: yeah yeah, army, yeah yeah and we can carry one of the belts for him as well yeah uh, that final is actually going to be held in LA in January as well in the stable centre there we go yeah nice but uh, yeah I, lo- I
0: like all the like potential matchups that Bellator have it's I great
1: know, yeah it's it is great so th- that's sort of like that wraps up Bellator uh, that wraps up UFC 229 the carnage um, Ireland are also playing this Saturday as well so uh, make sure to enter our competition for the tickets but uh, before we wrap things up Ross what do, you want to, what, do, what do you have to say because like we've been building up this fight looking forward to it watching all the content people have been tuning in to our content saying they really enjoy it as well so thanks a million whenever people say that it's actually like so nice of you Like yeah. also like, we gave away the
0: bottles of proper 12 I forgot to say that earlier yeah. uh, everyone was really happy with their bottles um, look I just want to say when the actual fight came to fruition the next day I was like you know what at the end of the day it was just a fight one person won, one person lost, we all watched it, we all loved the build up, we might not love the outcome, but I'm just like, I'm excited that McGregor's back in the octagon, he's back fighting, I just want to see what happens next, you know what I mean, like, I wasn't as devastated as I thought I'd be, like, the following day, if yeah. that makes sense, and at the end of the day, energy is going nowhere, McGregor's back, Nate Diaz is back in a couple weeks. Nate Diaz is back in a few weeks. John GSP Jones. be back. John Jones. John Jones will be back. Uh, Brock Lesnar will be back. Brock Lesnar, yeah. Daniel Cormier be back. You know what I mean? Like, the MMA world is only heating up. Bellator is getting better and better. They're chasing, nipping at the heels yeah. of UFC.
1: Yeah,
0: and, and I, I, yeah, I apologise for saying that. I felt a bit disappointed
1: earlier. But like when I look at it as a, from a marketing point of view for our page... Obviously, Conor winning would help us way more than Khabib winning and jumping out of the octagon and wrecking the shop. You know what I mean? That, like, that's the way I was looking at it.
0: Oh, no. 100%. You know, I, mean, I, I understand where you're coming from, man. At the end of the day, like, we both put our heart and soul into the show and, yeah. like, <laughs> you're you're sitting there going, like, it's over. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, relax, relax, It's yeah. all right. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Know. Like, we're still going to do the show. Yeah. Like, and people forward- still watch the UFC. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I know. But I was looking forward to it so much and that was the outcome. Yeah. You're like, oh. Like, be like you shouldn't just it, not be. It allowed, is what you know. it is. And in fairness, we were actually getting on to other places, like other radio stations. Like, oh, if you want, we'll come on the show. And like, they were so terrible at getting back to us. And it was a bit like, you know what? Our platform's way better than the platform they even have. So it doesn't really matter. And more loyal, definitely. More loyal following. More loyal, more loyal listeners. And the people who listen to our show actually know what they're talking about, as opposed to some people just have the radio channel on. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And they don't want like they'd be like, ah, sure. Last time Connor floff when we made weather he was gonna said he was gonna kick him. You know what I mean? It's like oh <laughs> <laughs> just turn off, yeah. It's
1: just so funny if you don't live here in Ireland the way it captured the whole nation nation's just interest. Whether you thought Connor was gonna win or lose, or you like Connor or you don't like Connor. I don't really know how you couldn't like Conor because of what he's done. Like just based on how how much like how many jobs he's have to get in people or how many how much content he's have to create people and how much excitement whether you like him or not and it's just that, uh, just what he's done to this country is just uh it, you can see it the way people dress to the way people talk yeah to everything and um it's just crazy what he's done and no one else has ever done it so it i know people say the modern day muhammad ali but he's the moder- modern day conor mcgregor mm. muhammad ali and conor mcgregor are two different people you know what i mean like one, mm. one fought for like r- like his race and like all like black people's rights and stuff whereas like conor's just fighting to like create a, a blueprint for people to to become successful and and like, I don't know, he's helped us so much without him even knowing. Williamian. Although he
0: did shave us yeah. out saying energised, remember yeah. that? Yeah, <laughs> oh, we forgot that. <laughs> no, we forgot totally that at the that. Press, yeah. press conference. He goes, Yeah, I'm feeling energised, yeah? yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Come on, McGregor. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Sharing out the lads. Yeah. No, but like, everyone for tuning in to all the work that we've done, yeah. it's, uh, it's unbelievable. I really, really appreciate it. And we're only getting started as well. Like, at the moment, like, I don't, I don't know what's next
0: for us, but uh, we're kicking ass. Yeah, so guys, thanks a million for listening. If you do enjoy the Energizer podcast, and Liz, one of your favorite podcasts of all time, make sure to give us a shout out on the gram. we love an know shout out on the gram. Give us a little heart on SoundCloud. Give us the thumbs up wherever you see us. And as always, stay energized. Stay energized.